0: Well, again, good morning. It's great to have you here. If you're joining us online, it's going to get better, we promise. Uh, and we're also thrilled to have you there. Uh, this morning, we are wrapping up our last message um, in the series called Thriving Through the Holidays. And, and what we've been trying to look at during this series is, is really looking at how can we not just survive the holidays, but how can we really thrive through these couple of months. And, and what we know and what we've discovered as we've talked about this is that if we're going to thrive, we have to really make some intentional choices to pursue what truly matters. We have to continually remind ourselves of what is important. And this morning what I want to look at is this idea that that as you and I move through our lives, a lot of times we have this this sort of insatiable desire to make sense of what's happening. We we really want to understand all of the details and all of the events of our lives and and how they just tie together. We We don't deal with random very well. When things don't add up, thrown off we want we want everything to fit together we want to be able to we want to be able to look back stand back and look at our lives and be like ah that makes sense that's nice I mean think about it your Christmas tree let's just for your Christmas tree for a second my guess is in your house if it's like my house you got your Christmas tree out of the attic or you went to the woods or whatever but however you got it you got your Christmas tree and you stood it up and it was sitting there and then what you didn't do is you didn't go over to that box where all the lights are at and you pull out all the lights and then you walked over the tree and then you just went, right? And you just threw them at the tree. Anybody do that? No, you did that? You did not do that. You strategized, you thought about it, you like moved the lights and you set them right where you wanted them to go and so then when you stood back and you looked at the tree, you're like, Yeah. And my guess is because you didn't just throw the lights at the tree when you were done not throwing them You didn't get the box of ornaments walk over climb up on a step stool, and then just like dump them on the tree and just And hope that they hooked where they anybody do that. Don't say you did that. I know you didn't do that We don't do that We don't throw the lights and dump the box and then step back and be like yes That's exactly we want to decorate our tree in such a way that it makes sense We don't want the random. And when we look at our lives, that's how we want our lives to go as well. We really desire to be able to connect all the dots and and look at everything that's happened and see exactly where everything is going. And we want to know how we got there and how it all played out. And we want to look at our lives and we want to step back and we want to say, ah, that makes sense. And it's in all of us. It isn't a Christian thing. And it isn't a religious thing. We, We just want life to make sense. Right? We look at the story, and we're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I met my spouse, and I was supposed to meet my spouse, and then, and then we got married, we got engaged, and then we got married, and then then you know, we got a job, and then once we got that promotion, so we were making enough money, then we had a kid, or maybe we got those backwards, and then we had to get a promotion to pay for the kid, or whatever, but we're like, okay, we got this, and then the kids grow up, and then eventually the kids graduate, and then maybe we had to sell that house because we're ready to downsize, or whatever, like, we had it all together, And maybe there was that moment where we lost the job, but then we got another job, and we're like, we look at it, and we're like, now it all fits together. But what we know is that there are times in our lives where the events don't line up right. There's things that sometimes we just can't make sense of them, and when we can't make sense of them, when they don't line up, we've created some terminology to deal with it. And what we have to do is we can't really analyze that terminology very well or very closely because it falls apart. Because when things don't go right, sometimes we say things like, everything happens for a reason. (laughs) Really, everything? I mean, 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 the, the problem with everything happens for a reason, what happens when your kid gets cut from the team? And you've already paid for all the AAU things and all that stuff and they've been working hard and then they try out for the school team and they get cut. Ah, everything happens for a reason. What about when your friend gets laid off from work? Hey, buddy, everything happens for a reason. What about when your transmission dies right after the warranty has expired? Ah, the guy tells you everything happens for a reason. We're It's like, ah, don't worry about it. Remember, it's, you know, based on what? Based on what? Or or maybe somebody just would say, rather than everything happens for a reason, well, I guess it's just meant to be. That somewhere in the universe or something, there's like this great big pair of like huge fuzzy dice. And they're sort of the, like the meant to be dice. And when something's coming up, somebody rolls those big dice and they're like, ah, I guess that's meant to be. The fuzzy dice said so. And really in our lives, what we're after and what we want to get to is, is we really desire to discover the purpose in even the most random life events. We, we want them all to fit together. We want them all to line up. And, and so what happens is something negative happens, and then we say something like, well, I guess it'll all work out because everything happens for a reason, but that doesn't cut it. We still find ourselves saying, ah, but this bad thing happened. And it doesn't seem to work. We can't really, we've just struggled to buy into it when, when the bump is so big. When, when the tragedy is huge, it'll all work out doesn't seem to fit. And our human nature just says, why? Why is life following this pattern? Why, why is God allowing that to happen? Why did fate deal me that blow? And when we find ourselves facing a tragedy or, or something that's got extraordinary pain, there's just something in us that wants to figure out how does this, how does this particular incident, how does this event fit in the order of life? And it's just like our, the Christmas tree of life. We want everything to sit just right when we look at it. And sometimes everything's going right, and then it's like somebody walked up with a big pile of tinsel and just flung it at us. And now, does anybody still use tinsel? Is that still a thing? Yeah? So they just flung it at our tree, and now everything is a mess. And the relationship fell apart, or the job goes away, or an illness pops up traffic accident that wasn't our fault and it really doesn't matter what we believe we find ourselves in those moments digging for purpose trying to deal with what looks like it's random and we really want to figure out what it is rather than just someday hopefully maybe we get to this point where it was more than just meant to be we want to make sense of it currently at my house uh, we have three dogs which I am desperately looking to find the purpose in. I've not found it yet. But anyway, what I've noticed when I watch all three of our dogs is that none of our dogs seem to be worried at all about random events of life. They don't seem to be thrown off by it at all. I mean, they, they get up in the morning. We feed them. They go outside. They rid our yard of the squirrels and the birds that were apparently about to attack our house. So thank you for saving us. Then they come back inside, sniff around a little bit, and then they go back to sleep. I've never noticed them wondering, how will this nap connect with yesterday's nap, (laughs) and with tomorrow's nap? How do these? They're never wondering, well, will all of these naps somehow lead to some mysterious thing where I'll, I'll suddenly know why I've slept every single day? Like, these three dogs, they don't seem to worry at all about the purpose of the, of the... Why did Brent come home early for lunch today? Like, it doesn't seem to, like, throw them off. But there's something in you, and there's something in me that we just want it to make sense. Now, my guess is if you're here this morning, you came uh, with the hope of hearing the traditional Christmas story. Good news, that's exactly what we're going to do. So, Because you know, like, sometimes we haven't done that. But anyway... Uh, Because I think that the story of Christmas The the Christmas story of the way that that God stepped into our world The way that that God began to step into this Is an amazing example of God dipping down into some of the randomness of life Into some of the chaos of the insignificant Into some things that, that seemed almost meaningless It was God dipping down and reminding us that He had a plan that God was the one that was actually designing history as it moves forward. That, that he is the God of history. And the Christmas story begins to show God intervening and becoming involved in very real ways in the events of mankind. And really, it's God doing some things in some ways that are absolutely undeniable that there is a God. And he's a God who, who understands what you're going through. And he's a God who, who knows where you're at. And he's a God that cares about us. And when we look at the Christmas story, we're going to look at it recorded by a guy named Luke. And the reason that we're going to look at it by, written by Luke is, is because of the way and the reason that Luke recorded it. Because Luke is really working hard to speak from a desire of helping us find purpose in the random. See, Luke decided to put together an account of Jesus in a very orderly fashion. He wanted to put this together, and his goal was really to record what happened so that that anyone that would read it, if they didn't know the story, they would be able to trust the validity of what was written down. And as we read this introduction into the life of Christ, begin to see how intentional Luke was about what he recorded. It's on the screen, and it's in your message notes. This is what Luke wrote in Luke 1. He opens this way. He says, many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They use the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples, having carefully investigated everything from the beginning. I also have decided to write an account, an accurate account for you, most Honorous, honorable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. Here's what's great: Luke does not open up with "Once upon a time in a city of Bethlehem." He doesn't open up with long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. There once was a woman who lived in a... No, nothing. What's great is Luke isn't saying anything like, hey, you know what you should do? is just abandon your brain. Go ahead and leave your wits at the door. You, You know what? Use your imagination. He doesn't even really open up with very religious talk. What he's really saying is, hey, there's been some crazy things going on. Man, some of the events that have happened in our culture and in our country, man, the things that have happened, the the, the things that have been happening around here, we have experienced some very random moments. And everyone's trying to make sense of what is happening with this Jesus guy. And so for those that would come along and read this story, and really for his friend Theophilus, which, parents, come on, you're missing a gold mine here. (laughs) Theophilus, we need some, we could call him Theo or Phil or... Theophilus. But what he's saying, and what Luke is really writing to is saying, listen, life may look crazy with the random things that are going on, but understand that, that God is working. Life may look crazy random, but God is working. And here's this guy, Luke, and he's saying, listen, uh, it's been investigated, and, and eyewitnesses have been spoken to, and, and I want to make sure what I write down, Luke is saying, I'm going to write this down in an orderly account. My hope Theophilus is that as you read this and as future generations read this You'll be able to read about what happened during our lifetime Luke wants to make sure that that anybody that reads this knows I didn't make it up Luke is saying listen, I've heard these stories from the people that actually lived them These are eyewitness reports that were experienced by the people that lived them He's like I investigated this. I've looked into it carefully. You can trust this story He's saying, here's what I've discovered. These are real events. And if you walked in here this morning and you doubt the Bible, if you felt like, you know, I, uh, this, the Bible, it's probably just a bunch of really good stories, some myths and those kind of things. When you look at what Luke wrote and you begin to look at the way that he wrote this down, understand that what Luke wrote and the, this, this story we begin to circulate even before many of the people that were written about died. So the shepherds that we're going to read about and the wise men and the other people and the disciples, these people were still around. And so if Luke had got it it wrong, or maybe Luke exaggerated something, the people that were written about, they could come back and be like, no, 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 wait, hold on, hold on, that's a lie. That did not happen to me. But they didn't. And they didn't object to it. And so what Luke wrote about, it's what happened and even in the middle of the crazy random stuff that was happening we see god working and it happens throughout the story but i want to jump into chapter 2 chapter 2 this is amazing it says this it says at that time the roman emperor augustus again parents gold mine augustus decreed that a sense i'm going to name my next dog augustus actually i just realized that next dog never <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of dogs. Anyway, uh, anybody who wants a dog, I got you Can pick. Um, okay, Augustus. Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire, all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. Those are some specific details. This is, again, Luke saying, listen, this, I'm not making this thing up. Like, you can go and you can find records of Augustus, the emperor. You can go read that Augustus ordered a census. This was further confirmation that Luke is saying, this is not a fairy tale. And what we need to see is that we get to recognize that the random decision by a self-absorbed ruler who really just wanted to know how powerful he was, he really just wanted to find out, how great is my kingdom? His decision was fulfilling the prophecy of God. Because 700 years before this, through the prophet Micah, God had said that Jesus, the Messiah, would be born... In Bethlehem. Now, if you don't know the story, Mary and Joseph at this point, they're living in Nazareth. They never would have taken a trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem, the place where Joseph's family was from. The only reason they would ever take a trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem was only if they were forced to. They were just forced to. See, this journey that they were going to take from Nazareth to Bethlehem, it's about 100 miles. And it's not roads and sidewalks. So if they were able to just go at a good pace, it's like a seven-day journey. But they're going at a pregnant pace. Bathroom stops. Pickle purchases. Like, who knows how long that hike is going to take. But Jesus needed to be born in Bethlehem. And this, this random decision by an emperor led to exactly what God said would happen, because otherwise, they're not going. What if Augustus had made this decision five months earlier? What if if Augustus made this decision five months later? This is what got Jesus to be born where God said he was going to be born. Because otherwise, Mary's probably like, I'm not leaving Nazareth. See, we can't always know how God is working. We can't always see the ways that God is engaging Especially when it's crazy random But this story shows that God is working and he works through the random things that happen in life Also, it's important for us to know that at times it is obvious that God is involved There are times in our lives where it is just so clear that there is nothing else And sometimes in life we don't see God But there are times where we need to be aware that God is very much involved And in this particular period of history, God shows up in big ways And it's obvious that he was there. And when we really grasp the story and really begin to see how involved he was, it can really serve as a reminder in our lives for you and me. When it doesn't look like he's there, we can look back and say, no, there's God is so involved. And thanks to Luke and the way that he writes this, he's showing God is so involved. And God is showing up in a very big way. This is as if God was saying, listen, hey, make sure you're all understanding this. This this is not God's plan, or this is not man's plan. This is God's plan. God is saying, this is my will that's going to happen. The way this is going to go down is the way I want this to go down. And God wanted to be clear, this is my plan, and this is me at work, and I'm showing up in the story in big ways. And listen to what happens next. It says this. It says, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Now, if you're familiar with the story, you know that the angel goes on and tells them, listen, uh, Jesus has been born. You're going to find the baby. He's going to be wrapped up tight in some clothes, and he's going to be hanging out with barnyard animals. God is obviously involved. Glowing angels showing up to shepherds Shepherds that that could deny that the story, you know if they read about it later. They're like no that didn't happen But nobody argued with it Nobody argued with it. Nobody said no that didn't happen. I mean these are these are legit shepherds that people knew that they were They were claiming they saw an angel Like you're either gonna be labeled as crazy Or as telling the truth and the shepherds are like dude it the the angel came and we freaked out Leroy wet himself like it (laughs) It happened It totally happened. And clearly it's God. And part of the reason we know it's clearly God is because nobody else invites shepherds to anything. Only God pulls stuff like that. Because shepherds stink. And shepherds weren't the smartest crew around. They didn't have much status in society. Shepherds didn't really have a future. They didn't have goals and plans. They didn't sit around and say, well, what do you guys think we should do tomorrow? Because they all knew what they were going to do tomorrow. Watch sheep. That's all they did. They got nothing to offer, which is exactly what God wanted to communicate. Because this baby that was born was providing this most amazing gift. He was the amazing gift that was available to everyone no matter whether you smell good or don't smell good, whether you've accomplished stuff or not accomplished stuff, whether you've earned it, whether you have future goals, it doesn't matter. God was saying, I want to be involved in your life, and sometimes it's going to be obvious, and sometimes it's not. And if you're here this morning, and this this Jesus-God thing isn't really your thing, the fact that you're here this morning, and that you're hearing that Jesus came for you, even though none of us have earned it, even though none of us have done anything special for it. The fact that you're here and you're hearing that is God saying, I want to be involved. I want to be involved in the process of you knowing that I love you and that I care for you. And what we see in our lives is that God oftentimes works through random stuff. And then there's other times where God works in obvious ways. But mostly... Mostly life just moves along in normal patterns with a few surprises along the way. I mean, right? Most of life is, is God working in the regular things that happen in just our normal stuff. Day in and day out, God works. You go to work, you come home from work. God is in it. You take your kids to soccer and you pick up the dry cleaning and you grab dinner as you fly through the drive through. God is involved in all of that And then there's some moments along the way In the normal patterns where there's some surprises Sometimes they're good And sometimes they're not good And sometimes they're good And you get a raise And sometimes they're good And you find out that your kid got accepted to the school you were hoping They were hoping to get into And sometimes they're not good Sometimes your roof starts leaking And it's not good sometimes it's not good because you find out your kid got accepted to the school they were hoping to get into and you can't afford to send them and you're like that's not good and so we move through these normal patterns of life and then along the way there's a few surprises and listen to what happens with the shepherds it says they hurried to the village and found mary and joseph and there was the baby lying in the manger after seeing him the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. These fellas had a pretty big surprise. These shepherds saw and heard an angel and a choir of angels. These guys were just going about their normal patterns of life. And all of a sudden, they had the biggest surprise in the world where where they got to see the baby that changed everything. And if you're not sure if Jesus has changed everything, recognize Jesus was born 2,000 years ago. And we dedicate an entire month to celebrate it. We're not celebrating Augustus at all, right? For the most part, we don't know who he is. This baby changed everything. There was a big surprise in their lives, but notice what happens after it's done. After it's done, these shepherds don't suddenly get new jobs. as security for Mary and the baby. Right, like They just went back to their flocks. They didn't suddenly get fancy new houses because they had seen the baby. They didn't even get their names in the story. They're, They're just plain old shepherds. And after it's all done, they just went back to their flocks. But the one thing that did change is they couldn't stop talking about it. They couldn't stop talking about what they had seen. They couldn't stop telling everyone about it. And likely they would never have another moment like this for the rest of their lives. But for the rest of their lives, do you think they ever once doubted or questioned or wondered if God had sent his son into the world? I don't think so. They had had this big moment. And so maybe for you and maybe for me, what we have to do is at times we have to recognize that God may not always show up in our lives in big obvious ways. But maybe what we have to do from time to time is we just have to cling to the fact that God has worked at certain times and God has worked in other people's lives and we've seen the way that God is working and then we just have to sort of trust and continue to say, I'm just gonna keep moving. I'm just gonna keep trusting. I'm just gonna keep living. And when I have opportunity to tell people about how God has worked in my lives, I'm gonna let them know, but I'm gonna remind myself that maybe at times like now, just gotta go through it and I've gotta cling to the moments of the past. And remember those moments when God has shown up in big ways in other people's lives, how he came through in my life in the past, and how he came through for the shepherds. And really, here's what we have to get from this story, is that God's end plan is not thrown off by random moments, and oftentimes he just capitalizes on them. See, God's plan, the whole plan in this whole process, was that he wanted to send Jesus to be born and send his son to the world that he would be born in just the right place to fulfill prophecy, confirming that this thing wasn't fake, that this was the real deal, that God was truly arriving on earth. And not only was God coming to earth, he was going to live a perfect life, and Jesus was going to live in such a way that he never broke relationship with other people or broke relationship with God, meaning he never sinned. And because of the fact that he never sinned, it meant he could pay the price for anybody that did have sin in their lives, which is all of us me it's you it's anyone that's lived on earth that was the end plan is that is that you and i would hear that jesus came and we would hear about what he did that he was born that he died that he died on the cross and he paid the price for our sin and that he rose from the dead and that that through that we can have life that's god's end game that that we would accept and we would receive what jesus did for us so that we could be made right with god And oftentimes what God wants to do is he wants to use the the random difficult moments in our lives the good ones And the difficult ones To draw us to himself Or draw others to him and God wants to capitalize and use some of the things that just seem random And accomplish what it is that he's out to accomplish Now there's this amazing piece to this story that we're going to look at jesus parents. They're good people They followed the customs, they followed the religious practices, which meant that they needed to take Jesus to the temple eight days after he is born. Listen to what happens. This is kind of amazing to me. It says this it says, At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God. Now, it wouldn't be unusual for Simeon to show up at the temple. Okay? He's a righteous and devout guy. But he must not go every day because otherwise, why would the Spirit have to say, You should go today. So it's a a bit random, it's not necessarily predictable that on this particular day, when Jesus is showing up, just happens to be eight days after he was born, that on that day, Simeon would drop by the temple. God had promised, Simeon, you will see the Messiah, you will see the one that is coming to rescue Israel, to save God's people. And God used this random day, when Jesus happened to be coming to the temple to bring Simeon in, to the temple to once again confirm that Jesus is the Messiah. And God was capitalizing on this random moment for you and I to read this story and again begin to see Jesus truly is the Messiah that each of us need. Jesus isn't just the Messiah for Israel. Jesus came for us. He came for you. He came for me. He came to rescue us. He came to save us. And to really reveal that no matter what the random events that are happening in our lives, whatever it is, even when we don't understand why those things are happening, Jesus still came for us. And the good news and what we have to recognize is that regardless of what life is handing us, regardless of the experiences that you're going through, the things that are happening that we want to find purpose in, the fact that we want to find purpose in the random things, that's actually a good thing. The fact that we want to understand it, we want to understand the random moments, really the beauty of that is that's, that's God's thumbprint into who we are. It's a reminder that, that God is active in our world. It's a reminder that God is active in your world. It's a reminder that God isn't thrown off by the random, and really he'll oftentimes use the random to draw us to himself. And sometimes he'll use the random to draw others to himself, through how you and I respond to those moments. And if you and I want to thrive through the holidays, if we, if we really want to get through this and then move beyond, what we have to do is we have to embrace that this story God wants to work in our lives even when things are crazy, even when things don't make sense. So allow the story to remind you that God is still at work, that God is still moving, that even when it doesn't seem like God is working, He is still there. This absolutely amazing gift of God sending his son to the world was so that you and I could know God and that we could experience his peace all through what Jesus would accomplish on earth. And every week we put in your program these green connect cards. I really just challenge you to think through what is it that you're going to do based on what it is that you've heard this morning. On the back of there, there's a place for you to mark your next step to really reflect and think about what is it that God wants you to do How do you need to respond to this? It's a great way for us as staff to be able to pray for you as God is working in your life and seeing the steps that you're making. But you think about the random things that are happening in your life and some of the things that don't make sense. What is it that you need to do to really grasp the fact that God is still at work? Maybe your next step is to begin to talk about some random things, talk as a family about random events that have actually made life better. Maybe your next step is to recognize that God is continually at work writing his story. Maybe your next step is to make your gift to God, being that you're going to trust his purpose and that it will eventually reveal itself. And maybe your next step is to choose to participate in God's story, even during the random moments. Just a minute, the band's going to come and lead us through a couple carols as we close out the year. But whatever it is, whatever it is that Jesus is saying to you this morning, I would just challenge you, encourage you to make that next step and begin to move forward with what God is calling you to do. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this morning. God, we thank you for all the ways that you're at work in our lives. And God, for even those moments and those times where we don't even see it, we're not really sure what it is that you're doing or how it is that you're doing it. God, would you help us to know that you're continually at work, that nothing is out of control, that you've continually got your hand in the situation, and in our lives, and you know our pain, and you know our struggles. God, help us to continue to lean into you, to look at this story, and recognize that the the random things that happen, God, you're still at work. Help us to trust you in that process. We love you. Thank you for this time of the year, and all that it means. Help us to reflect on that. In Jesus' name, amen.